0: Not talk radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for the Art of the CEO—the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymous Bosch of business. And whether you're a state superintendent of schools who's trying, who sees so much good in the new generation and he's trying to encourage it, like Larry. Or if you're a CEO of a sprawling technology company whose revolutionary vision is leading everyone on to new profits, like Frank, we're here to bring you the sage counsel of proven masters to help your career and your business. Now, every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, The Art of the CEO streams magically through the misunderstood realms of cyberspace. And you may listen and download this and all our other episodes by visiting blog talk radio slash the art of the CEO. I love that. Blog talk radio slash the art of the CEO. So we invite you to visit and explore for your benefit. Today's episode is entitled Dream Building 101 Collegiate Entrepreneurs on the Launch. Yes, today we are going to catch the scent of that new essence that's growing in college dorms. And I do not mean what was growing in college dorms when I was going to school. That was uh, more more things you could smoke. Uh, but now I mean the spirit of entrepreneurial dreams has come to campus. Increasingly, today's students are fanning the flames of their education. They're seizing hold of the newfound intellectual capital they're getting from their courses, and they're investing it in enterprises of their own making and the good news colleges today are backing them 100 Um percent We have a whole new realm of entrepreneurial courses and curricula coming into so many, many of our institutions of higher learning. It's great to see it. And today, as a shining and clever example of that venturing spirit, we have the great good fortune to have as our guest, Miss Paige Pierce, who is a sophomore at the colleges of Hobart and William Smith in Geneva, New York. Yes, we're going to take a trip back to my old alma mater, And Paige has just won, uh, with her new business, Orchard Outfitters, the college's annual pitch contest. Now, this is a hotly competitive contest in which some very talented uh, individuals or pairs of students develop their own businesses and bring them before a panel of judges. Paige, uh, Paige will tell you a little bit more about that later. But uh, for today's show, as part of our innovation series in April, we're going to talk to the 2015 Pitch Contest winner, Miss Paige Pierce, who has uh, been selected. And we're going to find out what she plans to do with her seed money, and we're going to find out when uh, we can start seeing Orchard Outfitters trucks coming into our neighborhoods. But uh, that's, it's going to be fab- fabulous. It's a great business. But before we get into that, I'd like to uh, take a pause here, and before looking at this very ingenious startup, let's take a moment out there to supply everyone with a few utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. So first, as I always do, allow me to remind everyone hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. That's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. So I ask, will this be the day that you draw yourself up to your full measure and take that first step toward removing some self-destructive little habit, or will you keep telling yourself that it's hardwired and that the habit, not you, holds the control? The choice is truly yours. Now, as our second utensil... ah. Oh, yes, it's time to dip into a little laughter. So let's take a scriptural recitation from 101 Best Business Quips book. Let me pull it out. Hold on. i got to we'll go through the pages. Oh, let's get to the beginning. This is it. This is number eight. It's particularly appropriate for the day before April 15th. The only difference between piracy and taxation is the size of the army that collects it. So as an afterthought, Ah, remember, it's not what you pay the powers that be for doing privilege, uh, for doing business in their backyard. It's the ROI. If these powers are supplying you with easy shipping, a handy trade workforce, low bureaucracy, and ample protection, my friend, you're getting your money's worth. And there's a third utensil. Perhaps we should call today's utensil the first time fish fork. Right now, we're going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. And today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author as you believe him or her to be. Simply write down that name and mail it to info at com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're correct, we're going to send you a marvelous gift Freshly torn from the dungeons of the Barts books bookstore, you're going to love it, so uh, the author of last week's quotation is the individual who said, "Let your sympathies and compassion be always with the underdog. that is magnanimity, but bet on the top dog that is business. That author was none other than the master of insightful wit, Mr. Samuel Clemens, or as we know him, Mark Twain. Now, let us dig into today's Feast of Wisdom, and let me introduce to you one very sharp sophomore entrepreneur, Miss Paige Pierce. Paige, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Bart. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very excited to be here today.
0: Oh, well, we're very excited to have you on and, and hear all about your, new, your startup. Paige, uh, also, our congratulations on winning the Hobart-Williams-Smith College's Entrepreneurial Pitch Contest. And I was wondering if you could just tell the folks out there a little bit about what the Pitch Contest is and how many others competed in it this year.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. So the Pitch Contest is an entrepreneurial contest where one student is awarded $10,000 in seed funding for the best business idea. This year about 20 proposals were submitted, and I competed against three other finalists in March.
0: Wow. Well, good for you. Good for you. Thank so he you. Came, oh, he came on the Ides of March. That was when Caesar was stabbed in the esophagus belly and forum, I believe. Anyway, <laughs> uh, now, as I understand it, uh, the goals of the pitch c- contest um, is, is to reward some of the best business ideas that are that are underway. And so I was wondering, could you give us just a, a, a sampling of just a couple of the other businesses that, against whom you competed?
1: Yeah, we had a really wide range of businesses this year. Um, we had an artisanal honey shop that was trying to start up, a nonprofit um, trying to start a charter school in Rochester, and another interesting nonprofit dedicated to bringing young w- women out into the wilderness. So really heavy competition, ah. but all good ideas.
0: Yeah, boy, that's that's something. You do learn a lot once you're taken away from civilization, heaven knows. <laughs> um, but despite all this solid competition, uh I understand Miss Paige Pierce has seized top honors and uh with your own business. So could you enlighten us a little bit? Um first of all, how did you invent the the catchy name Orchard Outfitters? And could you give us just a brief idea of uh what you and your company intend to do?
1: Yeah, so Orchard Outfitters was named after the orchards that we so often see in upstate New York. My business is basically like a fashion general store on wheels, hence the Outfitters part of our name. So what Uh Orchard Outfitters would do is pop up on college campuses, kind of just like HWS, colleges that are in remote locations where there's nowhere to shop, and they would pop up selling trendy Northeast brands.
0: that's that's very clever. Uh, it is having having gone there. I remember what was available was 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 only a decade behind the time in most of the stores. I should I'm sure the people of Geneva will rise up in horror. But uh, it's uh, I think you've got a fabulous idea. Now, thank you. I, as I understand it, your interest in fashion and in entrepreneurism are a little bit of a family affair. I, I, I know you've got a brother, who I believe, is in fashion, and a sister who is some sort of uh sales entrepreneur and both your folks are in the very honorable field of publishing right
1: yes um so i've had a family i've grown up in a household where sales has almost been second nature and i have been very mm-hmm. interested in fashion since i was young so when i you know thought about starting my own business my brother you know said make sure it has something that's solving a need. He is an entrepreneur himself who has his own sales agency. Oh. Oh. So Likewise I always move. had um, a lot of inspiration coming from him. You know, he did it all himself and has been very successful oh. because of it.
0: Oh, well, that's great. That's a, Well, now, I, I'm, I'm always curious. I always ask this. Uh, when I hear of a new business, when and how did the light bulb come on? I, I mean, were you sort of sitting in the dorm room and you're saying gosh what am I going to wear and your roommate said you know what you should do or what had you do it what 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 uh, when did when did you think of it think of the idea
1: yeah um, i thought of it right before coming into college this year i was thinking about the problems i have and i wanted to start my own fashion business and the light bulb went off right. there's just nowhere to shop in geneva or upstate new york and online shopping is really just a pain so I wanted to create yeah, yeah. a business that would solve that problem.
0: Oh, okay. Well, um, now I've noticed that one thing you you have done, you have, uh, from what I understand, you picked a very very specific niche market for your venture, both in terms of, of geography and in terms of clients. Could you explain to us? why you did that. First of all, explain to us what the niche is and then tell us why you did it.
1: So, one of the things I realized about Hobart and William Smith and other small liberal arts colleges in upstate New York and the general New York region is that they're often in remote locations where there are few options to shop. So the college market yeah, yeah, yeah. becomes this underserved market. So my business mm-hmm. would fill that need and get fashion and, you know, accessories and the brands kids want to wear right on their college campus in these remote locations. So you're right. It is a really specific niche, um, but we have hopes to expand to other, you know, areas where this problem is occurring.
0: Okay. Okay. So you're going to stick – you're basically going to start local and build, and uh, I think it is – what are some of the uh, give us an example of some of the brands that you're that you plan to bring in?
1: Yeah, we've had interest from 11 brands so far. Um we oh, are targeting right Yeah, we're targeting the brands college kids are wearing already. So, for example, the Needlepoint Company, Smathers and Branson. Um we have a few other companies, Dog Eared, little accessory companies and then we're going to go after the bigger ones like Patagonia, Superga, Brooks hmm. Brothers because they're exactly what the kids are wearing at these northeast liberal arts colleges.
0: Well, you know, and it is to do uh move much more quickly within the college campus. I've seen as we are uh located in Princeton and I'm there a lot and uh, at the university campus and I see there is there's about one step difference uh between what the students are wearing and the and other people in the town uh of their age. Now, that's uh that's pretty good, but uh it's it's also very troublesome for them to shop and one of the I've seen some of the old prestigious Stores in Princeton that have sell to an older set of people just have the the kids in the the students don't go near them at all, and so it's it is tough. And um, and uh, have you had uh, people when you when you talked about this idea? What did your fellow students say?
1: I did initial data research on what brands kids were wearing at my college to get a better grip if there really was this market. And the response that I've had from students when they've heard about my business through the pitch and around campus has been phenomenal. They are excited. They really keep asking when the truck will be coming to campus.
0: Um, (laughs) So
1: (laughs) it's really good support. Um, It's inspiring, and it gets me the confidence I want in my idea uh, so good things
0: okay so and uh... will you have uh... just women's clothing or we have women and men's or a little of each or unisex or what
1: definitely both um... the men okay. shop just as much as the women so we would like to supply both
0: all right good for you good for you i, th- I think Thank that's, you uh... It's, it's a great idea now Ladies and gentlemen, uh, at this point, uh, we are uh, coming to the midpoint of our show, and you are listening to the Art of the CEO radio show streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. And so I'm going to ask that we pause for a moment and take a brief sorbet from the feast, because it is now time to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. You may visit bartsbooks.com and explore a wide wealth of practical wisdom from many business masters. And today, Prometheus Publishing invites you to come visit their absolutely beautiful, easy-to-navigate brand-new bookstore online. I think you're going to like it. We had a lot of fun setting it up. And while you're there, you might want to take a special gander at the Digital Economy Anniversary Edition of that old classic update of, of uh, Tom Trapscott's classic work, uh, The Digital Economy, and it's this is the Anniversary Edition. It's all new, and so it, it gives you a chance to pore over the pages and learn some what real changes have come and what is yet to come within the realm of the cyberspace invasion. So... Be you an IP executive looking for new trends, or uh, or whether or perhaps you're an entrepreneur looking for old money? Why not visit Bart'sBooks.com and invest in a book? Um, <clears throat> now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and those merry souls in Geneva, New York, who are waiting through the last of the snow to take a wine tasting, we are back with the Art of the CEO show on Blog Talk Radio and our droid entrepreneur who is about to redo college fashion scene very much for the better, Miss Paige Pierce. Paige, I know that the the pitch contest was really sort of a tip of the iceberg for Hobart and William Smith Colleges. You have a Centennial Center for Leadership, which offers uh, an excellent business program. Could you tell us a little bit about how the college supported you with your entrepreneurial dream and, and what value they provided for you?
1: So I definitely had the drive and the passion to get this business off the ground, but HWS and the Centennial Center gave me the tools that I needed and the training and the education to get my business um, where it needed to be. So through different programs that they offer, such as you know um, the Idea Lab, which is a six-week accelerator program, and the Pitch Contest, which I've been working towards for seven months now, they have just completely Uh-oh. backed me and taught me everything I know.
0: Give me an example of one of the things. I think you were talking uh, when you first started your business program. You said, you began to realize how much you didn't know. Uh, (laughs) You got any examples of things that that you picked up along the way?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things Hobart focuses on is the business model canvas which is an outline of how to strategize your business. Um, I had never heard of it, and I had never thought of how interconnected your customers, your value proposition, your expenses, et cetera. So mm-hmm. just through my entrepreneurial leadership class and the different books I've read, such as Drucker and such, I have uh-huh. learned a wealth of knowledge about entrepreneurship, innovation, and management that has Seriously helped my business,
0: oh that's great that's great but you know i um I'm really interested in this because uh Hobart and William Smith are the proverbial liberal arts colleges they're a high standard and uh they are very much uh very much telling you the full range of the liberal arts regime. But I see this as something which is uh, aimed much more to, toward giving you the ideas of Van Gogh than a value proposition. And I was do you personally think that the the other part of your liberal arts training has helped your business planning and dreams in any way?
1: Yes, I think it 100% has. One of the great things hmm. about Hobart being a liberal arts school is that it allowed me to take the classes I was interested in. and. More recently, it has allowed me to create an individual major in entrepreneurship with a focus on fashion. So having that opportunity to find, yeah, what I like to do and how the colleges can provide me with a really diverse education um, globally and um, cross-culturally has been something that has worked out to my benefit, especially with my business.
0: That's I think that's very interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, Paige has just noted something that's a bit of a timeless truth, and that is that if you don't get into your culture, if you don't study the milieu of people around you, you really are not taking advantage of every business angle. You need to know what the culture is all about, and this is one of the many benefits that you get from from the liberal arts training so i'd like you to dip your pens in the inkwell and chop that down that you're going to try to expand a little bit of your learning through some things that might seem a little unrelated but you know art history might just have some value in the world of fashion you never know <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, so uh, let me ask you page uh what uh courses, now here you are, you're talking to other new entrepreneurs, what courses would you recommend? What What do you think? If you said someone, if you saw someone coming to you and they say, Paige, you won the pitch. Uh, what are some, other than the business courses, what courses would you recommend?
1: I would recommend to them taking the courses that they're interested in, even if they, like you said, don't think that it relates. You know, I've taken art history, sociology, anthropology, to economics, and I cannot stress enough how they have all intertwined to come into my entrepreneurial major and into my business, um, in the littlest ways and the biggest ways. So, really, no course should be um, thought of as something that might not help you if you're interested in it. It def- definitely has helped me, and you know, developed my business to. Win the pitch.
0: Ah, well, that's great. I I think it's it's so important that uh, that people do keep out keep that broad reach of knowledge. Uh, but I'm interested in one thing. I, uh, tell us, uh, all our listeners out there and me who are no longer in the Ivy halls, are you an anomaly? In other words, did you catch this strong? Uh, entrepreneurial sense just from your own and your family or are there uh do you find that there's a lot more uh desire to build a business within your classmates in school
1: the group of students who I've been working with over the past 6 months months through these programs that I've been going through and um a few of my entrepreneurial classes have definitely had the same enthusiasm that I have had they have started their own businesses and are working currently to do the same as I am. So it's really exciting to be able to bounce ideas off of them and work with them um, through our program. So I think that there really is an enthusiasm with young people and businesses and starting their own entrepreneurial um, ventures.
0: Hmm. I. That's good. It's good to hear. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know. I'd like to go back to Orchard Outfitters for a little bit, and I'd like you to know that Paige has done some very clever and careful planning. And I was wondering if you could tell tell us, give us one little hint of your marketing strategy here. You have developed something called a brand ambassador. What is the brand ambassador, and what do they do?
1: The brand ambassadors for Orchard Outfitters is a really crucial part of our business and strategy because it keeps us in touch and in alignment with our market. So our market is the college student. And by having a different rep at each college, whether that's Cornell or Bard or Vassar, we will be able to see what trends are happening on their campus, when the best time would be to come to their campus, and just the general information we would need when we're not able to be there or I'm no longer in college. So it's a really interesting part of our business.
0: Oh, I, I think that's a very clever idea that that you need an ambassador with your client because, believe it or not, you won't be in college forever. And believe it or not, you're going to find that your tastes change once you're out of school. So, uh, no, I, I think that that's, that that's something that, frankly, all businesses need to take a page on, if you'll pardon the, right. the term. And I think that the idea of keep it's one more way to keep in touch with your your customer, and i think it's it's great uh, now when do we um start looking for the trucker you're going to uh i take it you're going to start with one trucker and uh stock it uh how <clears throat> how does you how are you going to begin your launch and when
1: Yes, we're starting with one truck, which we hope to launch in the fall of 2016. We will be traveling to just four schools where we are better able to test the market in upstate New York, but have plans by the fall of 2017 to travel to a total of eight schools um, in upstate New York. And from there, you know, we have big plans. Um, Our business can be multiplied to other areas. Uh, It's something that can really go into the Boston area and down south and other um, clusters of schools such as we've identified here. So big plans, but we also have plans to launch very quickly.
0: Oh, that's good. I, guess, I think that's a wise idea. I also think that the idea of sticking to one region, because I do know that, that colleges dress every every – area dresses a lot differently what they're mm-hmm. what they're having down at uh the University of North Carolina is not going to be worn up at Hobart and William Smith. I
1: can no definitely not and,
0: yeah they say that the worst thing about being a college professor is that sooner or later you begin to dress like one and I was wondering if uh you're gonna have some of the if you see uh, some of the the faculty is part of your staff, as part of your clients?
1: Yeah, definitely. We will have some of the essential items that people are looking for as well. So, for example, because it is extremely snowy in Geneva, we will be selling you know <laughs> seasonal hats and local um, knits and things like that. So even if people are not dressing in the trends that we will be offering, there is a product for them at Orchard Outfitters.
0: Oh, that's good. But when you... Come on down to to Princeton. I hope you stuck up on Tweed. Believe it or not, they're still wearing that the, the place is, is uh only only eight generations static marvelous school it uh it changes about as often as the architecture anyway uh i dev i have i want to make sure that i uh get this um uh, you have some competition um who's your competition and and how are you handling it?
1: So there are other fashion trucks around the United States but none specifically targeting the collegiate market. So our competition right now is, you know, bookstores, online shopping, and any local store, but our experience is something that's really engaging and high touch and of, you know, uh something a college kid doesn't have and they would really like to experience. So we're not too worried about our competition but have definitely kept them in mind.
0: Okay, I, I understand you have talked with some of the college bookstores. About twenty-eight percent of all uh, online purchasing, believe it or not, is women's apparel. That is the number one category of purchase online, and I think that you've really that you've really hit the target here with bringing the goods to the people. People do not like to shop vicariously; they shop because they need the, the items. So I, I I think it's going to be Oh, very fine. thing, and I'm, good, I'm sure you're going to have great profit. If you could, uh, if you will, could you tell us uh, some of the students and faculty customers all eagerly waiting out there, uh, how may they find out and uh, further information about Orchard Outfitters?
1: Um, in a few weeks, we will be building our website and launching it where they uh-huh. will be able to access all of our information, see what type of products we'll be offering and where we will be going. But for now, they can contact us at orchardoutfitters at gmail.com to answer any questions about our venture. But, um, you know, soon we'll have the website up and running.
0: Wonderful. Well, everybody look for that, and then shortly look for the truck. With Paige uh, making the long haul, I think you're greatly to be congratulated, and I think it's a fine, fine sign of a whole generation of people who are going to be contributing to society. Paige, thank you very much for coming on our show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was great to connect and talk.
0: Uh, it's been fun. So now, as we round out today's show, let me leave you with today's business quotation. Who is the person who said, you've got to run more than your mouth to escape the treadmill of mediocrity? <laughs> I love that hint. The author who of this quote, runs his pen very, very prolifically to the delight and laughter of us all. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just write down the date of the show and the author's name and send that off to info at BartSbooks.com, dot com I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com and you will win an absolutely astounding life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, Teach a man to shoplift, and you can feed him, and he can eat for a day. Teach him to steal your identity, and he will dine on steak and caviar far into the future. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for enjoying the Art of the CEO show. As always, it has been a privilege. Good day.